This is Blake 7 in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by 5 to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters, and occasionally the not-so-one-offs. Who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything else that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, for this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the story first. This episode is produced with grateful thanks to Paul Darrow, who passed away earlier this week. Yes, it was um, shocking news. I mean, we've lost we've lost a couple of greats this year, um, but Paul Darrow is is a biggie, isn't he? He's sort of mm. he's he's the he's the governor. I do, do you remember when we had our very first episode, or when we? recorded our very first episode and dev tarrant promptly died do you remember that yes yeah we at one point we thought well, this was we were the curse because a few people mm. uh after we've discussed them they've died mm. um so but we, we haven't had a avon episode yet so no 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 all right then okay yeah. so it's not that yeah but yeah no uh, uh, very sad to hear it quite it, shocked yeah. to hear it it was especially um, because um i'm not not that i'm moaning that he's not going to be there but we we were both going to Maximum Power, and he was the sort of the main headline guest, wasn't he? So, mm, mm. Um, but I know he did pull out of a, a couple of uh, appearances, um, and now obviously it makes sense mm, sort mm. of why he did because he had a, an illness, didn't he? A sort mm. of short illness. And have but, you ever yeah. met him? Have, yes, yeah, I met, him? I met him a couple of times at the uh, Cult TV ones they used to hold in San Bay. I don't know if you ever went to them. They were, no, they were no. quite good. You had a very, very broad uh, mixture of guests. So I, I, at one point I was uh, sat at a table with a drink speaking to Paul Darrow, Gareth Thomas, and um, who's the Bond director? John, not, is it John Glenn? John Glenn, astronaut? yes. John Glenn. I always get him confused the names with the astronaut. Um, sat there just just having a drink with him. It was really nice. That is very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've met him only the once, which was 79. Wow. I, I, yeah, I know it was 79 because Both I was of at your the, primes. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, right in the middle of uh, Blake Seven's, you know, production um, at a uh, convention in London, the Starburst convention. Oh, Starburst right. Magazine oh, I remember you. On. Yeah, I think you put some photos up, didn't I did, you? I did, yeah. And some guy with there. hair. I yes, that's right. You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and thinking about that now, that was quite a cast list. They were yeah. all there. They were all there. I mean, it, I mean, it used to be like that with conventions, didn't it? I can remember going to a couple of the um, the Panopticon conventions, the Doctor Who ones, in, when they used to have them in the Coventry Hotel, which was just down the road. We used to live in Oxford, so we used to go along to that. And like everyone would be there. They were dirt cheap. They would auction off like costumes and that for mm. five, ten quid. I, I, but the world has changed, doesn't it? Mm. It's, it's now just it's business. Well, that's eBay yeah. and yes, uh, yeah. online uh, auction houses that drive the prices up now, don't they? Yeah, yes. but I think I think Blake Seven was sort of the last bastion, wasn't it? Because you've got things like uh, Small Space that did it, and mm. um, and Maximum Power, which which seem to be aiming more at the the older style of convention, not the cattle run mm. in out take your photo pay you 70 quid mm. yeah bugger off yeah and long may they continue yeah long, long, may, they long continue. may they continue yeah. i do i mean i was i was speaking to a, my colleague at work and um she was sort of saying that she had heard that uh, paul darrow had died and and i said yeah it's sort of it's one of those things where because of our age and the programs we liked when they were made we do run the risk of of our heroes uh, at that prime moving on they're age. starting to leave us aren't they yes yes, yeah. yes yes but but much the same way with Jacqueline Pierce you know it, it was very gratifying to see you know on all my news feeds be it Facebook yes. or Instagram or what what have you you know just the outpouring of uh, love and affection for the man yeah it's um it was it was it was very it's almost like the whole of fandom had a sort of cathar cathartic reaction mm. um of of getting through it by telling their lovely stories and their mm. lovely mm. times and their lovely memories of Paul. And, and by all accounts, he, he appeared to be an absolute brilliant guy. Mm. You know? mm. um, no, no dark 
sort of stories coming out or no 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 no, no 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 it uh, a great shame we'll, we'll talk mm. more when we finally do get to the avon yes. uh episode but I, I just wanted to mention it um yeah now. yeah it, i think it makes sense i mean even though by the time this goes out it'll be a fair probably a few weeks will have passed mm. um but uh yeah it's it, it's sad he was a he was a legend. Yeah, I mean, the problem that I, I, I've got is, you know, we're recording this uh, a, a few weeks ahead of when it's actually going to yeah. go out. And we, we've got, what, two episodes? One came out today and we've got another two episodes which we recorded before. Yes, yeah. uh, so we're not being callous. Part. We're not being <laughs> yeah. callous. I, I, I was trying to think yeah. back and it's like, well, what did we say about Avon yeah. and Paul Darrow? Well, we, we probably, we probably uh, mentioned... Uh, fanning and flapping and various things. Yeah, I I don't know whether we should perhaps put a little disclaimer at the beginning. That's why on the um, Facebook page yeah. I did say because I know we go on about Avon's uh, predilection for pain. Yes, and, and say that masochism <laughs> in the Peller yeah. episode, don't we? But we uh, do. But we're talking about Avon, not Paul Darrow. <laughs> yes, so, indeed. Yes, yes. Know, I know All some right. people okay. finding it hard to to differentiate, but yes, we uh, whenever we criticise. The character. We're not criticising the actor. Mm, indeed. Sometimes we do criticise the actor, but that's a different matter. No, no. I, I, I don't think we're going to do much of that when we actually do get to the Avon no. episode. Episode. But, but today, it's funny, you know. It's a coincidence, uh, but it's entirely fitting that yes. uh, we're featuring a story today that not only has a cracking Avon performance, but we get our first proper insight into his background in Killer. Yes, it's because uh, I watched this again the other night in preparation for this. And I, it was sort of, I think it was the day after it was announced. Oh, um, oh, blimey. yeah. And it, so it was, a, it was a little bit poignant. Even Anne said, you know, it's going to be weird watching this. But it was, it was because it was a, a, a glorious Avon episode, and mm. you know, it's, mm. it's the, it's one of the examples we've got of Avon and Villa being friends, and the dialogue's cracking. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's just it was a shame nice. we're not featuring him. Yes, on, yeah, we're not going to talk about him. So. <laughs> no, no, no. Because um, um, yes. Uh, yet again, we have been to this yeah. story before for the Tynus episode, so anybody that hasn't heard what we thought of the Avon and Villa segments of this story, uh, seek out Tynus yeah, on the Neozaz uh, site. Yep, yep. And, it was uh, a good one, I seem to remember. I think. We, we we thoroughly enjoyed Tynus. Yeah. That's, I think that's why Tynus, I think he's my number three still. Yes, yeah, in, he in, was. In, yeah, in top think. characters, yes, yeah. Um, but uh, Any story that features colouring in, always good. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, today we're we're looking at Doctor Belfryer. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, it is t- a two-part story, isn't it? You've got Avon and Villa with Tynus, and then you've got Blake alone with Doctor Belfryer. Um, and because of that, we've got to start quite quite a long way in to the story. Yeah, it's, it's one of those where the A and the B, although they meet in the story, the characters don't, do they? So, I mean, if Blake had it didn't advise sort of Villa and Avon what had happened they might never think he went down to the planet or, no 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 know. no that, that it's two it's two storylines running completely separately yeah. from one another yes the, uh, the the panic from the the plague affects Avon and Villa but but that's about the extent of it isn't it it is yeah it's um it's a bit like I suppose Gambit isn't it it's mm. the other one I can think of where you've got the two storylines that that from the viewer's point of view do intersect but from the character's point of view, don't. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's it's nice, clever writing. It's and again, good, that, that, that that's another Robert Holmes. Yes, yeah. D- again, double act. Even in the story, yeah. isn't it? D- double act, double act. Yeah. A double double act. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we've got Avon and Villa. They are on phosphor and trying to get the decoder thingamajig. Um, and yes. the, the others on the Liberator have found that Wanderer class spaceship. Yes, they're rather um, nice model. Yeah. yeah, we've discussed that again. Yep. If if you don't know, if you want to hear what we think about that Wanderer model and details of just ha- what was made of, lots seek and out, lots and lots of details. <laughs> yes, uh, seek out seek out not only the uh, the podcast but also on the Facebook page on the Tynus album. You've got photos of yep. the Wanderer class ship, um, and uh, they're worried about this ship. And uh, and Blake decides to actually warn Phosphorus, and he sends a message down, and it gets our guest character's attention. Ah, oh, sir. Uh, this came about the recovery team. Derelict spacecraft may contain hostile life. That's a joke. That's the message. 
Who sent it? Nobody seems to know. What's Tyner's doing? Painting, I imagine. That's how he spends most of his time. Well, a man's space happy, of course. This base is full of psychotics. You think the signal's a hoax? No, this message was sent before anyone could have known what that recovery team would find. And it does say quite categorically, derelict spacecraft. You're going to take it seriously, then? Well, I think it would be wise, Gamble. Somebody out there seems to know more than we do. How's the recovery going? In approach all, which should be docking in about 20 minutes. Good. Alert the station. We want full quarantine around the landing bay. The whole operation will be remote videoed. Everything we've practised. Right, sir. Chief medic instruction, all personnel. Landing alert, routine one. Full quarantine restrictions at landing bay. If there's anything in this message, I suppose this could be a little piece of history. A high point in your scientific career, Gambro. Just think of it. In less than 20 minutes, you could be shaking hands with an exomorph. Not if it's hostile. I've got my pension to think about. Yeah, well, this is interesting as well, because the rest of the crew don't want to warn anyone. I think Cal is a little bit... Yeah, well, couldn't couldn't really care. Jenna's dead set against warning uh, the, the outpost. Um, so it's nice to see Blake. He's doing the right thing. He is doing the right thing. Yeah. Yes, it's the moral thing, isn't he it? He does. He acts very, very moralistic. Is that the word, or is that pejorative? I don't know. But he's very moral throughout this story, yes. which is unlike. He works really well with um, Dr. Belfry, and also, I think you mentioned it the last time, his character in this could easily be replaced with the Doctor mm. from Doctor Who, yep. which yep. is interesting. And the base looks very Doctor Who, doesn't it? Does, it does, yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, there he is. There's old Dr. By Belfry, and... Boy, he's a suave one, isn't he? He is. He's um, very believable, very well acted. And yeah, a bit of a, a silver fox, isn't he? Bit of a silver fox, dressed very natalie. He's got, yeah, he, he's got a stupid costume. In any other episode, he would win stupidest costume. But in this one, he actually wins best costume on I've the got planet. written here the episode yeah. of Terrible Costumes. Oh, it's just awful, isn't it? Yes, I've got a bit of information on the costumes when we get to behind the scenes. Oh, um, but yes, he yes, it it is a bit daft. But compared yeah. to what everybody else is wearing, yeah, he, he, it's he, not too bad. It's almost it's like he's got bad. tails on, isn't it? You know, like a, he has got tails but in on. White, yeah, yeah. No, he he is wearing tails yeah. again. I, I've got a bit of info on that. Yeah, um, he's very dapper. Very dapper. Yeah, and and um, you know, I like him. I like Gambril. His, uh, yes, um, yeah, um, good. Second in command. You get the feeling, these are very believable characters. You get the feeling that this is just another day for them. I mean, it turns out to be the last day, spoilers, mm. but it's just another day for them. And you get the the base feels like stuff is going on. Yes. They're not yeah. just, they've not just wandered on to because Blake's there. This, I mean, they, they're almost uninterested in who Blake is, aren't they? It's, it's really well, well written. Mm. And again, of course, here we are, guest character, and what is he? He's a double act with yes, Gambril. Yes, yeah, with Gambril. And they, again, they work very well. Yeah, I, I don't know about his perm, but I do like Gambril. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it might be um, genuine, it might be natural hair, poor fella. Mm, um, mm. But yeah, it's Robert Holmes was king of the dialogue, wasn't he? And he was. It shows in this. Yes, yeah, and that, it's acted very well, you know, both actors. Yes, yeah. You know, they're very friendly and polite and professional to each other, aren't they? Yeah, they're realistic. They're not. They're not immediately antagonistic. No. You know, they're they they. Very few times do we get sort of what you would think of as genuine scientists, and these are acts like a genuine scientist probably would act. They're not into politics. You no. know, they're not into the Federation business. They work for the Federation, but they don't really question it. But. No. No, and yeah. you, you you would want your doctor. I'd like a Doctor Belfry. Oh, yeah, I'd go to see Doctor Belfry. He's cool. I, yeah. He's a cool character who doesn't think much of Tynus. He he says Tynus no. is space happy. Does that yeah, go the, on the list? Yeah, I think space happy definitely does because yeah. that's that's a bit of a, a strange one. But yeah, they're they're both dismissive of dismissive of Tynus, mm. which is nice because again, it's that sort of. Well, I mean, you do it. Everyone does it. I mean, it's a very British thing, isn't it, to be very dismissive of your your bosses that mm. run things and their necessary political ways. Yeah, he also says the base is full of psychotics. Yes, yeah, it? that was interesting. <laughs> I, I put that in my notes. That yeah, it's like wow. I just I I, I want to spend more time on this base. Yes, they could have a spin-off series. 
I, I think when he's talking psychotics, he's not just talking about Tynus, but basically the Federation, all the yes. thugs that are there yeah. guarding stuff. You know, that's, you know, he, he's looking down on that lot. Yeah, you know? which which <laughs> ties in again with, um, we've seen other again in sort of season one and two, where the Federation at this point isn't renowned for being the you know the Nazis they become, mm. and it's ju- it's obviously just starting to turn because people like Doctor Belfry, obviously happy before to work for the Federation, yeah. now are going. Yeah. They're becoming a bit thuggish. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, I, I think that's what he's meaning there. Yeah. yeah. It does it, make you wonder whether, like Blake's original uh, rebellion, what that was against. Yeah. Because they, yeah, <laughs> it's like. What what was he complaining about back then? They could have just been nimbies, you know. There yeah. was some sort of housing yeah. plan or something in the dome or something. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, he knows that Blake's message isn't fake because um, yes. it says that there's a derelict spacecraft before the uh, the recovery craft has actually got to it. Yeah. So it's. I mean, he he doesn't jump to the conclusion, which I th- I think I m- it might have passed through my mind that he knows a lot about it is he behind it sort of thing mm. Mm. um yeah there's not not a lot of suspicion which again is quite a nice thing because we do get a lot of suspicious characters in blake seven it's nice to meet someone that just, he just wants to know doesn't he, he wants knowledge yes. and they're not worried at this point no they no. they've got procedures that will that will account for you know to make everything safe Boy, do they, they have procedures. Yeah. We're going to see yeah. the procedures soon. Um, we've got to fast forward now. We've got to fast forward to where Orak is spilling the beans. Listen, Orak's done his stuff. The histories of every Wanderer Class 1 ever built. Orak, repeat the information you've just given me. The only ship not accounted for is K-47. That went missing 700 years ago in the vicinity of 61 Signai. The names of the crew were Kemp, Warden and Toba. Furthermore... Thank you, Orak. Only three. Oh, those old ships couldn't take anymore. Living in them was like living in a pickle barrel for 30 years. I don't know how they stood it. Some of them didn't. Mind you, hibernation fills out. Does 61 Signai mean anything to you? That's the Darkling Zone, isn't it? Well, that's the poetic name for it, yes. No, it's the only region near Earth that's never been charted. Yes, I remember. A lot of ships have disappeared there. They think it's the centre of a meteor storm. That theory is running a little thin just now. If K-47 hit the centre of a meteor storm, why would it suddenly reappear thousands of light years away? So what's your theory? I'm not launching any theories, but I've tested the water. Uh, the only Wanderer-class ship missing is K-47 um, that disappeared in 61 Signi 700 years ago. Yeah, which is... does it? I can't remember whether I've just filled that in or whether he says it's it's the Space Bermuda Triangle or something Now, that's like that, Jenna. Jenna says Jenna it's says the Darkling it. Zone. Darkling Zone. The dar- I like that. That's yeah. nice. I prefer the next-door neighbour <laughs> galaxy, the Duckling Zone. The Duckling Zone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the only area of space that's never been charted that's near yeah. Earth. Yeah, which is strange, that, isn't it? It's strange that it's near Earth because they say that every ship that's gone in there has disappeared. You would think the Federation alone would send a flotilla or something to, because this, this could be a uh, this could be a big danger on their doorstep. Never mentioned again, though. Well, they say no, no. There, mm. there are many of these like regions of space where yeah. things go in and they don't come out. But Jenna says it maybe is the centre of a meteor storm. We'll send a probe ship in, and then you'll yeah. find out whether it's a meteor storm or not. Yeah, or or get to the edge and long range scan, long range scan it. You know, mm. Mm. perhaps it's perhaps the ships are not disappearing. Perhaps the people go, yeah, we'll go and investigate, and they get into the dark bit and then leg it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they sort of... could, could well be, could yeah. well be. Uh, but Blake decides he's going to go down, um, which is matched with incredulity by Jenna, who objects, and he snaps at her. And I hate it. I I, I hate the way she goes, oh, all right, and gives him a smile. Yeah, oh. yeah it, it that's a, it, a bit of a weird thing, and it? it's like. I mean, in, it's it's nice in one respect that it's sort of Jenna patronising Blake, but it's very mumsy, isn't it? It's mm. very, oh, go oh, on, Go man. on, then, yes. I, it's a wonder she didn't just, like... Nudge him with her scratch, elbow. Yeah, or scratch <laughs> him on the head. Go, oh, go on, Blake, go on. All right. Nick, just be back for tea. I'll get yeah, the oven on. Yeah, that that is exactly what's going yeah. on here. Oh, dear. Um, next, we've got the Gordon Bennett moment because we see the uh, Michelin men. Oh God! Is it right? I mean, I can't remember whether we discussed this. Is it right that they were Michelin Man? 
They are suits. They, they were are promotional. Yeah. They, what were they thinking of? They borrowed them. Yeah. Basically, they borrowed these Michelin men and then put a, took the head off and put a, a, a custom made head over the top. It's just I don't. I mean, he must have been even. I mean, he's so recognisable now. He must have been even more recognisable back then mm. at the height of the Michelin Man. Do you get Michelin men now? I don't think you I, do. I, I don't think you do, no. You get still get Michelin tyres if you're loaded mm. and can afford them. Do you um, remember do you remember sorry, yeah. going off on a little tangent, do you remember growing up how you got used to get an awful lot of like tap we call it tap, but back then it was good. From petrol stations. Yes. Yep. Yeah, you'd get coins. Football and, coins, yeah, didn't you? You know, cards, stamps. Key rings with Michelin yep. men and Esso had a little like flame person character yep. with a flame yes, head sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, oh yes, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And also one of the garage did was the first introduction of Smurfs, wasn't it? They were That's first right, yeah, yeah. You got yeah. Because so, it's it's such a weird thing, you know, you you used to get you go in and if you spent enough on fuel, they'd give you one of these things. And it's I can remember my dad bringing the Smurfs home. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm sure I had a little Michelin Man keyring or yeah, you know, a little figure or something. What a weird um, time that was. Yeah, do you remember? Because uh, I think the last thing I collected, which was probably the last thing they did, was the Thunderbirds coins. They did oh, at yes, uh, yep. Mobile or something like that. Um, and I ended up with sets and sets and sets of them because I used to buy a lot of petrol. Um, but now, yeah, you don't get anything. No. You get you get offers for USB chargers and things. That's right, yes. More than you can go and buy them at, like, a, you know, Argos for. When we go on holiday and I'm <coughs> standing there waiting to pay for my petrol and the amount of rubbish. Oh, the adverts, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, it's like... It's like uh, when you go into a, a gents now at like motorway services, and you you go to the urinal, and in front of you is adverts. Mm. I suppose you're a captive audience, aren't you? Yeah, but they're taking a piss literally. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get back on track. Yes, um, what were we discussing? <laughs> well, Mick, Mir- uh, Michelin men still. Yeah, no, they go down this corridor, don't they? And then we've got the London yes. landing. Yeah, um, yeah, they don't. It, I mean, it's they don't show it particularly clearly, do they? Because it's lost in a. A fog of um, jet X, but uh, but that ties yeah, in nicely because Blake's just about to be choked by it. But yes, that is yeah. clearly stock footage of the London landing yes, on Cygnus on Alpha. Cygnus, yep, yes, definitely. Yes. But apparently, we're meant to believe that's a rescue ship. Yeah, mm. which I, I'm 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 okay with them using footage like that. Uh, it's not too bad. I mean, they do. Uh, I can't remember if it's before this or later on when they show the NASA footage, mm. which that annoys me more whenever you yeah, see NASA footage. Yeah, you've said about footage. this before. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather have the old V2 stuff. At least they, uh, yes. yeah, they have to put a bit of effort into that to disguise it. <laughs> well, Blake teleports down into that corridor, and that's when they get all, yeah. the, all the smoke there. And, he acts uh, like a bit of a divvy in this, don't he? He does, so, yeah. <laughs> he runs into the smoke-filled room and then yeah. starts choking. And gets told off by Gambrill. Yeah. You know, the Quite engines right. haven't been vented or whatever it is, yes. And uh, Gambrill takes him to Belfryer, who's listening to the examination of the ship. Yes. Nothing here. Power deck's clear. Watch yourselves. Some of these fittings break off in your hands. Must be stinking centuries. Going aft. Nothing in the forward compartment. Bring the second spot over, will you? Watch it. Can't see a damn thing in this dust. Where are we? Looks like the control room. My God. We found a body here, sir. A human, I think. Things aren't too clear. It's in a compression suit. Any sign of life anywhere? Nothing, sir. We've been over the whole ship now. Well, all right. Put the remains in an anti-contamination bag. Bring them down to Dr. Wyler, will you? Right, sir. This is the one I've just fished out of the evacuation area, sir. Well? Well, you said this place was full of psychotics. You wait till you hear this one. What exactly is that supposed to mean? I told him I teleported here. He didn't believe me. Well, Gambrel's like that, I'm afraid. Lacks faith. Defined as the capacity to believe what you know isn't true. Read this. What is it? Service history of that ship you've got in the landing bay. I sent you a warning about it earlier. Where'd this come from? Central Registry. 700 years old. Mm-hmm. 
And just who are you? Well, according to the Federation, I'm a political criminal. You may have heard of me. My name is Blake. Yes. But then we're absent-minded scientists, you see. In fact, we've forgotten your name already. Haven't we, Gambrook? Whose name, sir? Now, uh, wisely, it's almost done o- o- entirely on audio. And I think that yes. really helps it, doesn't it? Yeah, well, we see uh, Morris Barry, don't we? Mm-hmm. Well-known uh, director of uh, Doctor Who, doing a bit of acting. Um, again, Silver Fox. Mm. He's got a distinguished look, hasn't he, old yeah. Morris? Uh, yeah, so they, they show a little bit at the beginning. And then, like you say, very wisely and much more horror film and moodily it's then done in voiceover yeah so your imagination starts to kick in i was getting a quatermass vibe mm, oh definitely it it's, it's definitely this episode is more of a horror ep- well this this storyline because the uh, the avon one isn't but this part of the storyline is very much more it's, it's it's probably as close as blake's ever got to doing horror yes well we've mentioned this before yeah. that headhunter, headhunter they were almost yeah. trying to go for a mummy thing but of course yeah. that didn't work but no this is more a, a, a zombie film Yes, yes, yeah, the the passing on of the disease um, with, like you say, a bit of Quatermass, a bit of uh, Quatermass experiment thrown in. Mm, mm. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's very good stuff. Um, Blake comes in during the middle of this uh, when they found a body, uh, which Belfryer says to bring back. And Blake uh, Blake flaps in with his big sleeves. They are big, aren't they? And uh, he says he's teleported down. And and gives uh, Belfry the record of the Wanderer Clasks, and Belfry asks who Blake is, and he says, yes. and I love Belfry's yes, yeah, it's so uh, realistic. Yeah, I yeah. like this. This this is I like this when because Blake's sort of he's quite pleased that. With what happens here, and he's pleased to be recognised. Yeah, you may have heard pleased. of me. Yeah. My name is Blake. A little bit of <laughs> smugness, yeah. It'd have been good if Dr. Belfry had gone, who? Who? <laughs> yeah. Poor Blake. Yeah, no, I like it. He, he goes, yes, but we're absent minded, yeah. you know, uh, professors. Yes, I love and, this, yeah. yeah We've and, forgotten already, haven't we? And, and he goes, you've forgotten your name, haven't we, Gambrill? And he's like, whose name, sir? Yeah, yeah no, it's all, all really good Class, stuff. Classic uh, double act, like you say. Yeah, and I like the exchange between, you know, Gareth Thomas mm. and uh, Paul Damon here. You know, that Ev- Yeah, everyone's on acting. their top game, aren't they, in this episode? It's really good. Now, I think if you were if you were gonna show someone like Blake Seven and say, Why do you watch it? I'd probably I I might choose this episode, you know. Mm. I forgot, completely forgot. It's only now that I've remembered, but during mm. the week before you got to watch this, I think I might have been distracted yeah. by the Paul Darrow news. Yeah. I wanted to say to you, can you spot the scene? In this story between Blake and Belfryer, where Gareth Thomas is a bit tipsy. Oh no, I, 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 I didn't know he was a bit tipsy. Don't you is know it, this story? No, I, I might have heard it, but I don't know. Just uh, nothing to do with a Guinness factory. Now it's Doctor Who, isn't it? Where they filmed in the Doctor. No, it, it's a joke. Paul Darrow and Michael Keating oh. played on Gareth Thomas. They, uh, Paul. Paul Darrow and Michael Keaton had a long bit of filming to do, okay? And Gareth Thomas had said, well, that's going to take so long. I'm going to go to the bar. You'll never be done by by the end of the day. So they rushed through it, got it done, had to get Gareth Thomas out the bar back for his scene with Belfryer. And apparently, yeah, he was a bit... <laughs> All right. I, I, it'd be interesting to, to hear which actual bit of the scene it was. I, I was looking. It, I didn't notice. I was looking, trying to find the squiffy Blake. But he, I guess he's such a good actor. You know? Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a very experienced uh, stage actor. So I imagine he probably did one or two plays with a couple under his belt, didn't they? <laughs> Don't all he's, actors. He's, he's a, yeah, exactly, yeah. And he's, a, you know, he's a good Welshman. So. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, well, you have to go back and, and look and let me know yeah, if, you, re- if you can spot it. it. Yeah. I'll use my space uh, alcoholic meter. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, yes, we've got Dr. Wyler. Oh, come on, Wyler. He's a good man, this, but he's slow, like all pathologists. What's happening? Well, it's standard drill with a space death. The autopsy is carried out in a sealed mortuary in case there are any alien microorganisms around. Are you all set, Dr. Weiler? I'll uh, tell you when I'm ready, sir. Thank you, Dr. Weiler. Do you want to watch this? Hmm. So, you really do teleport, do you? Over short distances, yes. 
Well, of course, the theory is as old as physics, but I didn't know it had been cracked yet. The Liberator's a very advanced ship. Of course, you have to know the surface conditions, otherwise teleporting's a bit like a jump in the dark. You're quite liable to surface in a fission reactor. It's not a mistake you could learn by, really. Already, Dr. Belfrau. Thank you, Dr. Weiler. Go ahead. He's examining the body. What do you think of this body? What do you think of this uh, it's really zombie? really good, actually. Yeah, I think it's a nice-looking um, makeup job. It's quite grim, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, quite quite gruesome. Because mm. you, you first see it, and it's in black and white, isn't it, on the, yes. the screen? And you think, oh... And then they show it, and it's like, oh, they've actually, they've actually gone to a bit of effort here. You don't see a lot of him moving about. But, yeah, you're right. It's very zombie filmish. Mm, mm. You it's say very much a Lucio Fulci zombie, isn't very it? Very much Rather so, yes. Romero. Yes, yeah. You say it's on a, a black and white monitor. That video camera on the wall that's filming it, oh, boy, that dates it yes. completely. Mm. Well, at the beginning, when they're running, when Avon and Villa are running around the, uh, the working factory... And it's obviously the genuine CCTV cameras up that they film, and they're massive. They're huge, aren't <laughs> huge, they? Huge, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this autopsy is going on in a sealed room. Yeah. And um, while they're waiting for Dr. Wyler to start, uh, Belfryer uh, starts asking Blake about the teleport system. And um, I like this because it's totally unnecessary, this scene, but it, it's, it's utterly charming. Yeah, it's charming, it's realistic. You know, because too many people, because there's, I know Blake says everyone was working on a teleport, but wouldn't that mean that when they see a working teleport, they're going to be more interested in it? Mm. Because people become very blasé, don't they, very rapidly in Blake 7 about Mm. the teleport. But here it's like, oh, you really do teleport, do you? Yeah. I I like Belfry. It's a shame he dies at the end. Oh, spoilers. So does Dr. Wyler. Um, He He dies a bit quicker. (laughs) I like his speech. I like the the, the, the snotty, almost Aurac-like Dr. Wyler. And I like his speech on what he's doing. Yeah, because surgeons generally tend to be that way, don't they? Mm. And I imagine surgeons become medical examiners. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I do like him. I like mm. Dr. Wyler. And uh, he finds an ID discs, yeah. disc, and it's one of the pilots from uh, K-47. And he also notices a scar and that the skin is soft, something you get after one or two weeks and not 700 years. Yeah, because I, did, I was thinking, well, I suppose it depends how they found the bodies, but they they knew about um, suspended animation at this point because yes. they mention in like season one about this is how they used to do it. So, but they don't jump to the conclusion that they've been preserved because they're in suspended animation. No, but then no. I suppose they might have just been sat in their control columns, mightn't they? It could be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, in in the Time yeah. Squad one, they, they they were in like their little coffins, yeah, weren't they? they were, they were in Frozen. the fridge, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. but yeah, they could have been just sat sat up at the controls. Well, one It'd be nice that, to that, see that, that, wouldn't it? Yeah, that they could only have been found a one body. Scene, you know, very mm. alien esque, where you got you know a, a dingy black uh, deck, flight deck, and then you know torch beams with dust. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, good. that would have been spooky. Yes. Um, so Wyler goes to do an internal examination, um, but then there's suddenly there's brain life. Yeah, and 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 yeah, we go into zombie time, don't we? Which I did think. Why were they registering? I mean, it might be just a basic function of the medical table, but why were they monitoring for brain life when they just already think thought, it's dead? Yeah, they think this is a corpse from eight hundred years back. Well, he said according to law, he's got to check that. There's ah, right, a, yes. The, 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 ah, the, the, yes, the you're right. Yes, yeah. you, you which yeah, that is a nice phrase. Yeah, because the guy does say, "Why are you bothering?" Mm, <laughs> and he yeah. says, "It's, it's the, the law. law." Yes, yeah. And the onlookers go in to help him, um, but yeah. but Wyler's dead and the pilot's brain activity has ceased. Yes, which is good. You know, it's, it's an effective little scene. It's it's a it's, it's a terrific scene. Um, and and next, I, I really like the next scene as well. That's when Blake has got a theory. Poor devil, his cervical vertebrae had been crushed as if they'd been in a vice. No ordinary human being could exert that sort of pressure wasn't an ordinary human being. Body of one. I think it had been adapted. What? Well, when Callie detected life on that ship, at first she thought it was human. Then she changed her mind, thought it was alien. I think she was picking up emanations from a cybernetic implant. Virology is my field, I'm afraid I'm not following you. Wyler noticed a, a surgical scar in the head, didn't he? Now, suppose some control device had been linked into the nervous system. Well, that would explain the electrical activity in the brain. 
Yes, but it stopped him when dead, didn't it? Well, perhaps his task could be done. The job it was programmed for. Killing Wyler? What a, doesn't make sense. I mean, why kill him? Oh, well, that I wish I knew. He thinks the body has been adapted. Some sort of control yes. device had been put into him. And... Yeah, it's in, yeah. He, he didn't believe he was alive or anything, did he? It's, he thinks it's a... I mean, he does jump to a few conclusions, doesn't he? That, mm. that are not really warranted. Mm. Um, and he also becomes a little bit... Uh, a little bit uh, uh, casual racist. At the, well, that's uh, coming up, isn't on, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because b- before we get to that bit, though, we find out that the two that went in to help Wyler have yeah, got so sick. It's quick, quick acting plague, this, isn't it? It's very nice. quick. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to find out later on that it's airborne, but, you know, it's yeah. Blake that actually realises it, not the doctor who specialises in such things, which seems a little bit odd. Well, they've got to give Blake something to do. Yeah, but that's exactly, as you say, that's yeah. exactly what the Doctor would do as well. Yeah. It would yeah. be the Doctor who realises that. I wonder if this was originally a Robert Holmes script for Doctor Who. Or it could be a merging of two yeah. two ideas or yeah, something. He might, yeah, he might have started it. Because you're right, Blake is very knowledgeable in this. Mm. And I'm not saying Blake's an idiot, but he's, you know, without Aurac, he's normally not that. <laughs> quick on the uptake is he no no so Belfryer says you know that uh, the whole area has got to be sealed if it, yep. if, if it is airborne because the people yep. that are in the suits they weren't uh, contaminated were they because they had their no. own um, they had uh, the own air supply in yes yeah which you think would be I mean he says oh the, bla- the base will have to be you know sealed up you think that would be a standard thing to have mm, mm. you know standard procedure yeah <laughs> no but so we, we get panic next in the corridor. In, well, in a yes. corridor. You only see one corridor. As men dressed as Baker foil moths. Yeah, I like that, yeah. What, what is this outfit? Yeah. I mean, I, it's, well, it, say, it's unique, you, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you say um, Gareth Thomas was drunk. I wonder if, was it June, <laughs> June Hudson? Hudson. Did, uh, yeah, I wonder <laughs> if she might have had a, a tipple of sherry or two. They are quite bizarre, aren't they? I I get a, I sort of wonder if this was done as a how far can I go before someone tells says no no and unfortunately no one did I can see this working in a comic book right yes I can see Henry Flint drawing this for Judge Dredd and it yeah. and, and it would be some sort of like Mega City you know fireman outfit and that would yeah. work but when well, you we, see yeah we know we know from experience that that comic strip and illustrated costumes don't translate well into the well, you the do. real world, yes, you yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you're you're right. You could see this in 2000 AD, even in one of uh, Tharg's future shocks. In fact, mm. this story would would be nicely, you know, cut down, would be nicely spread over about four pages in that, wouldn't it? Yes, indeed. Yeah. So Gambrill tells you know Belfry and Blake that it's spreading. Um, yep. Even Doctor Bax in the sick bay, uh, he he's got it as well. Um, and they realise that the d- disease destroys the memory, then the muscles, then the heart. Yeah, mm. which is like, this is sort of, this reminded me of Blackadder, where they set up what happens with the poison in the French Revolution mm. episode, because uh, they list off what happens, and then later on we, we get that sequence of events. Mm. Um, but it's, again, it's nice that I like scripts that tell you this will happen or this is what happens and if this happens it means this mm. yeah there's no ambiguity is it it's no just, it's nicely laid out no what what, what i don't uh, don't like is you know leading up to this they've been talking about oh it's airborne it's airborne it's airborne and only now does blake say to shut down the air conditioning because yeah. it might slow it well that's what i mean why why isn't this standard procedure mm. Mm. because this you know this it's not like this is a factory making, you know, Wellington boots, is it? They they should be used to this and they should they should know basic procedures. So Blake Blake having to say I either like to say this was written for Doctor Who and this is the doctor saying it, or this was written for Blake Seven and they said like give some of Doctor Belfry's lines to Blake, he's not mm. doing anything. It might it might yeah. be that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He um, slumped in the corner, smelling of alcohol. <laughs> Wake him up and give him a line. Yeah. He's starting to snore. Yeah. <laughs> Belfry has seen nothing like it. And yes, here we go. Here we yeah. go with a rather dodgy uh, moment as uh, Blake yeah. has another theory. 
Well, I've worked in virology for 20 years. I've never come across anything like this before. If it does turn out to be a virus, it's going to make us change all our ideas. Do you want to hear a theory? At the moment, I listen to anybody. My idea that Warden was adapted. Why kill Wiley, you asked? Why go to such lengths to kill one man? Yes, I remember. Wyler was killed to release the virus. To make people go into the sealed-off mortuary to help him. What do you mean? It was a deliberate plan. It's a bit far-fetched, isn't it, Beck? Have you ever heard of Lord Geoffrey Ashley? Who? Hmm. Pre-space age, planet Earth. He was the commander of a British garrison in America, having trouble with hostile natives, redskins. Ashley ordered blankets from smallpox victims to be bailed up and sent to the hostile tribes. Germ warfare. Mm -hmm. You mean you think we've picked up a bale of blankets, is that? Seems to make sense. Sent from where? Well, use your star chart. Here. 61 Signi. You notice the area's not charted. I think there's an alien civilization, highly advanced, deeply distrustful of mankind, avoiding all contact, so that if our ships go too near, they simply vanish. I think K-47 was returned to us, baited with a skillfully preserved human being, and loaded with a virus biologically engineered to destroy the human species. It's a trap we fell into with both feet. Well, you could be right. But the virus is an unreliable weapon. <laughs> this one seems effective enough. Dr. Belfryer. Dr. Belfryer. Yes, Gambrill. I can't see us finding a vaccine, so we've tried everything, but there's no way we can process these results. Well, what about the online console? Dead, sir. Probably the fire. You mean you haven't got a computer here? Well, there's several of them on the base, but uh, they're not in the quarantine area. I can't get at them. All right, give the data to me. Tell me what you want to know, and I'll get the answer for you. How? On board the Liberator, I have the most advanced computer ever designed. The way the infection's spreading here, you'll all be dead before you're halfway to getting the answer. All right, Blake. These data blocks contain lab tests on about 5,000 microorganisms. I need them scanned for known characteristics and the stranger, the palatine organism, picked out. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't take all right too long. Keep your receptor open, I'll set up a communications link. All right. We've seen where records are very, very uh, shaky in the Blake 7 universe. What they do know and what they don't know from history is very weird. Isn't it? So, so Blake knows this story. Um, yeah. I, I, I do wonder if it is a case of you know Robert Holmes hasn't. Well, we we, we have said, haven't we, that um, more than likely there wasn't a show bible for Blake yes. Seven. Yeah. Um, and maybe you know Robert Holmes wasn't aware that in a lot of um, um, cases the. Um, you know the uh, that the past history of the earth is largely forgotten yeah also you can you can picture tom baker saying this little story perfectly can't you mm. uh, it, but it yeah it doesn't feel quite right with blake again it feels like something he's been given to say mm. um i mean it's, it's you know it's a nice little story like i say it does have that little bit of casual racism but we back then we all played you know, cowboys and Indians, didn't we? And we all, you know, they were referred to as redskins. I mean, do you remember that comic strip character? What's he, the little kid, Native American? Little Plum. A little, little Plum, plum. yes, yes, that? yes, yes, yes. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, he can be forgiven. Yeah. Do you remember, I, th I, I think I mentioned it before, but, but apparently there is some theory that Blake was a teacher originally. I, yeah, I... I could see that because I was thinking, is you know, was is is he a historian? Does because he does come out with little things, and like in the um, uh, in the episode with Sarkov, where he's so he he knows these historical items and that. So yeah, I mean, I could see Blake as a teacher. Mm, mm. You know, because he he knows, doesn't he? In Bounty, all about butterflies and how yeah. that's a percussive weapon and all this sort of thing. Um, so he might know a bit about you know uh, Earth history. Yeah. Although, um, you know, yeah, it is a bit dodgy. He goes on about pre-space age, planet Earth, etc., etc. Yeah. Um, this person that he's talking about, Lord Geoffrey Ashley, right, yeah. um, who commanded a British garrison in America, having trouble with hostile natives, redskins. 
know, yeah. I like he is. says Redskins as if Dr. Belfry should go, oh, yeah. Oh, right. them, yeah. them hostile natives, yeah. yes. Um, and, and about how he ordered blankets uh, to be given yeah. to smallpox victims. That actually is true. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we were taught that at school. Yeah, although, although for some mm. reason, Blake Seven has uh, uh, changed the name, all right? Yeah, well, I... I... The actual person yeah. was Lord Geoffrey Amherst. Yeah, I wonder if they thought, mm, better change it. It's, but it's historical, isn't it? So, yes, 1763, although, apparently. That nicely was. fits in that, that Blake doesn't know the full story. Yeah, and, and things have really? been changed a little yeah. bit, yeah. And uh, he he's... Uh, Belfry says, oh, you think we've picked up a plague blanket? Yeah. Yeah. And Blake is compelling, I think, as he shows Belfry mm. the star charts. Um, that he says about the ship was caught, it was baited and sent back. Um, I do like that the, the little... I mean, the star charts are not that detailed, but the little shape is is weirdly off. Mm. It's not quite a circle. And you think, why did they bother going to that if it's a, if that's accurate, why didn't they just draw a circle? Yes, yeah. This whole Redskins business, right? Yeah. I mean, that dates this uh, this story. Um, uh, the next thing that dates it, well, no, it's another one because we've had the video cameras as well. Um, Belfryer says he hasn't got a computer. Yeah, I I because uh, I, I sat and watched this with Anne, and uh, uh, you could tell she enjoyed it because she didn't take much Mickey out of it. Um, but I said to Anne, it's like, isn't that weird? That it's like they're saying, oh, we've got three, but they're all in use, and I'd have to reprogram. Yeah, three say, on a base. Yeah, <laughs> I've got more than that within viewing distance yeah. of this chair. <laughs> so, so Blake says he's going to take the data up to ORAC. Yes, and uh, and and I like the way that Belfry trusts him. He allows yeah. Blake to go up. It's nice. It's yeah. It it's it's showing a different face to the federation isn't yes. it and i think they should have done this a lot more often yes we've said this a number of times yeah. haven't we yeah yeah it it humanizes it it makes it much more realistic we should do a tally at the end of the good yeah. guys of good the federation bad, yeah. federation we good could do guys. a good the bad and the ugly tally oh yeah that, 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 oh, yeah. Well, i'll make a note of that okay yeah. um and there's still more panic we've got to fast forward a bit there's still more panic and gambrill tries stopping it but he succumbs yeah a, ni- a nice scene this and like i say it's a it's very. It, it did remind me of Blackadder, but it's really nice because you've you've been explained what will happen, and it starts to happen, and you go, "Oh my God, he's got it!" Mm. Really good. Yeah, really good. Uh, Blake's got the result. We've, we're we're, we're fast forwarding all over, all over the place yeah. now because you know it keeps cutting back to the conclusion of the Avon Villa Tynus bits. Uh, Blake's got the result, um, yeah. and uh, Belfryer has has found the answer. Blake. I think I've found the answer. Too late, I'm afraid, for anybody here, but it's absolutely vital that you record the following information. Jenna? You are being recorded, Doctor. Go ahead. Everybody who's been into deep space has had the Terran ague, or the three-day sweats, as it's popularly known as. It's a sort of mild sort of infection. It uh, slightly alters the body's nucleic structure. It seems to be a metabolic reaction to space travel. Well, this... New virus, paratype 926, attacks those altered cells and acts as a catalyst. They burst and, well, it affects literally a series of explosions that race through the body's neural cell structure. The uh, virus is easily cultured in human tissue or in nucleic acid solution. Now, uh, here is the formula for the antiserum. Dr. Belfra, are you saying that this virus is only effective against human beings who have been in deep space? Precisely. It fits your theory. But I don't think the virus was designed to destroy man. Merely to confine him to his own planet. Now, here's the the formula. Go ahead. HN. HNO. Oh, my God. Dr. Belfryer. Dr. Belfryer. I've forgotten how to read. Um, anyone who's been in deep space has a metabolic reaction mm. and the disease attaches to that. Which is a, a, a very ahead-of-its-time idea mm. um, because we now know that being in space for prolonged times does start to change your your basic functions, mm. Mm. Um, sometimes quite dangerously. So, yeah, a really... I mean, it, I, I, clever stuff, really nicely done. And nicely acted. 
You know, yes. old, old Paul here, he, he's really good. He, he, he yeah. says, uh, I think you're wrong, Blake. I don't think it was meant to destroy mankind. Yeah, just limit us to this Keep planet. it to Earth. Yes, mm. yes. Which again, sort of, all, I mean, it, it doesn't. it's not very benevolent, benevolent but suggests the aliens are, they, I mean, they could wipe us all out, couldn't yes. they? But they just, it's like, no, just go back into your own garden. Yeah, piss off. Don't keep coming over mine. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I wonder if they were still there all the way through the history of the show. I think so. Are they It'd still like, in the darkling nice zone? Them. And what did they look like? You know, I, li- yeah. I like all this about we never do get a conclusion. We never see them or anything. There's a spin-off show. Mm. Blake 7, The Darkling Zone. Are you listening? Like big Lex, finish, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, big finish. <laughs> um, Remember where you heard it? Yes, indeed. Yes, yeah. All royalties this way, um, and yeah, the acting's great because he forgets how to read. Yeah, I mean, I have to say that's the one line in this episode that does make me chuckle. Where he goes, I've forgotten how, how to read, read. <laughs> <laughs> which is, it, I mean, it, I don't know. It just made me laugh. Um, but yeah, also quite chilling. Mm. You know. Mm, yeah. Um, transmission ends and, yeah. and phosphorin ends, says Villa. And, and, yeah. And, and, and then gets moaned at for yeah, it. Yeah, he gets told off, yes. Yeah. And uh, we, you said earlier, you know, Jenna and, and the others, that, that they object to Blake, you know, um, yeah. getting involved. And, and here we, we have it again where Blake says he's going to put out a plague warning. Yeah, and, and Avon, Avon gets involved says, this time, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, Serverland comes, she, she gets yeah. it, she's off our back. Um, which is I mean it, it, it's perfect Avon thinking but it's also he's sort of right but then Blake's right as well it, it does annoy me how many quote innocent unquote troopers and that get killed in Blake 7 mm-hmm. without thinking about it and it's nice that Blake does think that it's not just going to be Serverland and it will spread it will be civilians yeah. anybody who's yeah. been into deep space is going to die you know? yeah Blake's beef is with the top echelon isn't it it's not not with your, your average. I wish we'd have seen a bit more of this rather than the gun them all down. Mm, mm. Uh, no, I, I think he's right to do it. I think he's absolutely yes, think right so. to do it. Um, we said earlier that that recovery ship uh, is the London landing on Cygnus Alpha. Yeah. I, I'd completely forgotten that this story ends with a shot of the Liberator turning to leave with, with the, the London, London by its side. <laughs> we, of, we often see that, don't we? We see that shot. Cause it's a lovely shot. It's just... It, the London's there, but I never really noticed it on VHS, so I think it works this... because they knew the tellers were crap. Yeah, well, ex- exactly. Yeah. yeah, I watched all of Blake Seven on a black and white portable yeah. up in my bedroom. I didn't see it in color until they came out on video. But this shot, as it turns, is actually an unused shot. It's not a reused one like earlier oh. in the story. This is an unused shot from Spacefall. You never saw the Liberator turn with the Liberator with the London alongside like that. Presumably would have been as they're pulling away, turning to pull away. Yes. When Raker bites the big one. Um, yeah, it's a lovely shot. It's, it's a gorgeous model. Mm, mm. And and that's how the story ends, yeah. right? So, so uh, we'll go to um, behind the scenes, all right? Um, mm. Now, this was filmed at Oldbury Nuclear Power Station. Oh, it's a nuclear power station? Yes, in South Gloucestershire. Um, now decommissioned. Okay, so right. yes, um, we we were talking earlier. Yes, these protective suits were indeed uh, Michelin Man costumes. Yep. Now I'll put on Facebook. There's there's a uh, a pre-production sketch by June Hudson of these suits, and they look very much like the Michelin Man costumes. Yeah. So, so so do you think they thought, oh, we'll just save a bit of money here? Well, I know they rented them from yeah. Michelin, and um, you know they weren't allowed to change them too much. That's why they just basically took the helmet off and put another one on. There's some very good photos I'll put on Facebook as well where, where on site you've got somebody dressed as the Michelin Man and then with the new hat head on. You know, I think they should have left the Michelin Man head on, the smiling head with the ears. That would have been funny. <laughs> While we're talking costumes, uh, yes, oh, uh, Dr. Belfry's costume, right? Yes. Now, looks uncomfortable. It does look uncomfortable. You know the um, the, the, the hideous beetle outfits, you know, that yes. Tynus is wearing and yeah. everything. And, and we said in the Tynus episode, don't they look appalling, right? They, I can't remember in, in the Tynus episode if I mentioned that they are actually made out of furniture vinyl. 
I think you did, yeah. yeah. I think you mentioned, yeah. which is why they've got no give in them whatsoever. Why they've got no give. The reason yeah. um, uh, Dr. Belfryer uh, looks different is because Paul Daneman refused to wear it. Sensible man. He was yeah. going to wear something much like Tynus wears. Yeah. And June Hudson says, you know, that, uh, um, you know, she would snip a little bit off, a little bit off, a little bit off. And he, he was never happy with it. And, and basically they cut it right back. So he's almost got like a waistcoat and tails. Yeah. Yeah. Which looks a lot more comfortable than Tynus's. That's interesting that the, the actors actually had some say in, mm. you know, because I, I can imagine the BBC at the time would have been, you're getting paid, just do it. Mm. You know. But I, I, I can see, you know, this Paul Damon yeah. being in t- just yeah. totally charming. <laughs> no, I can, I, I can see him being the opposite. You know, oh, right. I, I can see him being like the a, silver fox, as you say, you know, yeah. turning on the charm to get his way. You yeah. know, it would, would it be awfully difficult if you change my costume, my dear? My dear yeah, June. Can, yes. My dear June. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an interesting fact for you, right? Out of all the uh, scripts that Robert Holmes wrote for Blake Seven, this is the only one not to have the characters playing chess. Oh, right. I never noticed. If you think about it, yes. The other ones he wrote uh, were Orbit, where you've got Gregorian. Traitor, where you've got the the, the, the guy playing chess. And Gambit, where you've got speed chess. chess. Yeah. Did he like chess? <laughs> Maybe Tynus could have been playing chess rather than sketching. Yeah, rather than colouring in. See that that sort of that's dumbing down, isn't it? Mm. They said uh, well, you're going to be playing chess in this scene. He went, "Oh, can I just finish me colouring in?" <laughs> oh, all right then, Ronald. Yeah. Um, speaking of Ronald, I thought you might like this fact: Ronald Lacey and Lacey and Paul Damon have each played the twins Thaddeus and Bartholomew Ooh, Sholto from, uh, in uh, the sign, yeah the sign of four. Okay. Oh right. Yes. Yes, I know the Ronald Lacey one. I know well. That's from '87 um, which, with Jeremy Brett's yes, exactly. Sherlock Holmes. Not the best Jeremy Brett long film, but it's good. It's not bad compared to some of the stuff that came later. Who, which Sherlock Holmes was uh, Belfry in? The... He was in '68 with Peter Cushing. Oh, right. as as Sherlock Holmes. Okay. I don't think I've seen that one. So, uh, the Sign of Four with Peter Cushing. Mm. Have to see if it's on YouTube. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so yeah, Paul Damon then, Doctor Belfryer. Okay. Uh, during the war, he served in RAF Bob- Bomber Command. Yeah, he looks a sort. Yeah, I can see him in uh, RAF uh, flight suit. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Mm. And uh, and while during the war, he performed in amateur dramatics, which led him to uh, getting a love of acting. Um, it's amazing how that story comes up so often, don't it, with different actors where they started in. By doing drama in the military. Mm, mm. Do you know what his first uh, stage debut was doing? I don't know. It was just after the war in 1947 in Bromley, at Bromley's New Theatre. He was the front legs of a horse. The part he was born to play. There you go. In Alice in Wonderland. All right. Mm. Is there a horse in Alice in Wonderland? Well, there was in that one. There was in this one, yeah. Maybe maybe (laughs) Bromley's set people, they only had a horse left over from Panto. Yeah, something. what amazing creatures have you got? Well, you're half a horse. <laughs> well, got, front or back the, end? Maybe they yeah. only had the front half of a horse. Yeah. You know, it's a two-legged horse. I wonder, I wonder who was the horse's ass in that case. I'll have to look that up, yes. Yeah. Who, uh, um, a couple of Doctor <laughs> Who... you look up what you want, <laughs> A couple of Doctor Who uh, connections. Uh, oh, right, he, he was never in Doctor Who, of course. No, but... I was going to say, I don't remember him, but I, there's a lot of things I don't remember. I'll, I'll play that game with you again. I'll, I'll tell you the uh, the the uh, story. The part that... he was up for. No, no, yeah. you tell me the part that you okay. think. All right. Yeah. First of all, uh, the invasion of time. Who do you think he went up to play for? Uh, ooh, I could see him as, um, uh, what's his face? Tom Baker's uh, Time Lord teacher. Go on. His name, uh, Barossa. Yep. I could see him as Barossa. Well done. He'd be good as Barossa, yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah, he would. He would. Yeah. And uh, Image of the Fendal. Oh, was he uh, Dr. Fendelman? Well done. Two out of two. Yeah. Yes. Um, the only other fact I've got about old Paul is about how in 1983, this is a bit of a, a bizarre twist of fate, he suffered a heart attack while starring in a West End play as a man suffering from a heart attack. Oh, right. Did no one rush out to help him? Because great, great acting. Look at that. He's got all the symptoms. To he, he, yeah. yeah. I was going to say he died on set. But yeah, uh, yeah, we won't go for that joke no, this week. No, 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 no. no good point. You're right. Yeah. Hurriedly move on to genre tally. All right. Yes. A, a very meager Is he still one. alive? 
Um, I think he is. I think really? he is. Um, John Rotelli, very meagre. Um, mm. Only only four. All right. Mm. Um, that Invisible Man TV series from the late fifties. Um, that everyone seems to have been in. Yeah, that yeah. We've never seen. Yeah, yeah. It's odd to think yeah. of a TV series of the Invisible Man in the fifties. Um, do you know what would be other? A radio version of it. <laughs> we should do one. Um, yeah. Then Out of the Unknown keeps cropping up, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. And Again, then, we've not really seen any of no. them. And then Journey to the Unknown. Um, Journey to the Unknown. And Which one's that? I, it came after Out of the Unknown. Did it? Yes. Oh, right. It would do, yeah. Yes. Oh, you would have thought it would come before it, wouldn't you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> A return trip. Um, yeah. And then Blake Seven. That's it. That's wow. his, That's his lot. Um when we did Tynus, I think it was a bit before um, Was It Worth It? Was It Worth It, it yeah. Um, well, it is worth it because it Yes, I think it's it. very worth it. Yeah, because Blake, quite rightly, put he, he put a break on the plague. Because otherwise, they... I mean, it, it the, the only trouble with this plague is it acts a bit too quickly. Mm. If it had a, a an incubation period of like a couple of months and you didn't notice it for a couple of months, much better to get it back to Earth... You know, that didn't even occur to me. Mm. Yes, if Servalan or a Federation ship went to Phosphoran, they would have got the plague, but they would have died of it before they got yeah, to a planet of back, people yeah. that have come from Earth. So, yes, it, it, it wouldn't have really done much, would no. it? Unless, unless the ship was on its way to Earth and it just... Perhaps they, perhaps when, you know, they didn't think that it would be picked up by this uh, this planet. Mm. 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 Or the aliens are just... Egypts, Egypts, ducklings, space Egypts. They're crackers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's it. That's us for done for today. Now, when this uh, episode comes out, um, it will be coming out the Friday after Maximum Power. Oh right. Mm. Now you Did and we I enjoy it. Yes, I, I'm, I'm two minds. Um, right. No, our next special episode, I'm hoping, will be uh, a special episode that we actually record at Maximum Power. Yes, because our plans have changed slightly, haven't they? They have slightly, so we're we're, yeah. we're focusing on maximum power. That my only hmm. problem I'm, I, I can foresee with it, but and of course by the time anybody's listening to this, you know, they'll well, have known the answer. The other, yeah, yeah. Um, is having enough time to do so because I'm going to be trooping. Yeah, and so are you, but not not masked. I mean, yes, you're going to be wandering around, aren't you? I will, yes. I'll, I'll be wandering around as uh, Avon yes. and also as Blake. Yes. So Not at the same time. No. Would be but we will be meeting up and, you know, yes. it's odd. I, I hope we can get some stuff done. What I'm going to do is, you know, leading up to Maximum Power. I don't know why I'm saying this now. It's all happened. But um, yeah. What you did do. What, what, what I did do. Power. What I did. Yeah, that, that's a good point. What yeah. I did do is put on Facebook, anybody going to Maximum Power, stop us and have a natter. Yes. And hopefully we can get some of the listeners involved on a special uh, Yes, it would nice, be nice to meet the fan. Meet the fan, finally. Yeah. Yeah. Meet the listener, yeah. So, yeah, no, no, the reason I mention this is the next special episode um, that, that, that comes along after this will be one on maximum power, all right? Yes. Mm, mm. Well, it might be very short. It might be just it you. Be very, very. It might be just me wandering around going, where's the toilets? <laughs> I didn't put a zip in this costume. <laughs> Flagger. <laughs> All right, so so yes, yeah, so that's that. I think that's just about it. We've got to talk about what we're going to do next time. Um, next yes. time, um, we're actually going to watch a story I never watch at all. Um, oh. Sarcophagus. Oh. Um. This this will be actually. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not looking forward to it because I remember it as being an absolute stinker. It seems to be the marmite of stories, doesn't it? Mm. You either you either love it. And you're a, a, a middle-aged lady. No, that's terribly sexist. Take that back. No, you, you Ian love said it. that. Can I just yeah. say that was Ian's view? I said that. I'll be the one dressed as a trooper at maximum power <laughs> if you want to punch me in the face. Don't take the helmet off because, you know, it will hurt more. Um, no, you either love it or you think it's a steaming pile of poo. Now, it'll be interesting because I, you're right. I've never watched this since the early VHS days. And I watched it once and thought, oh, Mm. Um, so it'll be interesting will it have will it have aged well will we in our uh, later years appreciate it more will we like it because we love a bit of Cali or will we think it's pretentious drivel that is a good point yeah our, mm. both our estimations of Cali have gone up since Ooh, we've been doing this very show very up yes mm, yeah yeah 
Um, yeah, and, and the thing is, because I never watch it, and now I am going to have to watch it, it will almost be like a lost episode, won't it? It will, yeah, because all the dialogue will be new to us. Yeah, I can't um, quote a thing. Uh, tragically, it'll probably be, it will be embarrassing, and this will be one that Anne pays attention to. <laughs> and she'll you know, rip it to pieces. All right, well. But, uh, yeah, be, this is going to be an interesting one. All right, well, Although, we thought the same with sand, and that turned out to be a pile of poo. Yes, yeah. This this one and animals are the, are the two that <sighs> I'm, I'm, I, 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 I haven't been looking forward to doing. I th- Yeah, I think we can safely say that animals will be rubbish, because... That's the general consensus from everyone. Mm. It's it will be rubbish, and it'll also be very uncomfortable watching rubbish, because even even the age gap was dodgy then. It's going to be so much more dodgy now. Yes, with everything that's happened since. Yeah, yeah indeed, indeed. All right. Well, join us, folks, next week. Well, yeah, we're going to watch it, and we're going to talk about it. Yes. Will we? Uh, Entomb sarcophagus. Oh, very, good. very good. That's not bad for this time of night, Ian. I'm I very know, impressed. Because it's late on a Sunday. Late on a Sunday night. Yeah, not tomorrow, bad, not yeah. bad. All right. Okay, well, see y'all then, okay? Nice one. Right, bye. Thanks, then. Bye. Bye.